Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello again, it's Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Uh, good to see you back, and I hope you're having a great day. Uh, t- today I want to talk to you about property, and in particular freeholds and leaseholds, and uh, you've probably all heard that uh, you know you can buy a property generally in the UK as as a freehold which means you own the land on which the property is is placed or you can buy leasehold where you don't own the land but you you have a right to stay on that in that property for a certain period of time a lease can be six months it could be uh, 600 years you know it can be 999 years so it that, that's the difference between a leasehold and, and a freehold. And I, I've said in the past that leaseholds can be a, a bit of a legal nightmare, uh, a minefield rather. And that's why I, I always prefer to buy freehold, which is usually very straightforward. However, when is a freehold itself still not worth the paper it's written on? Or when, there's a, when is there more to it than, than first appears? Now, you might have a freehold house. You think, well, that's fine. That's a freehold house. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll buy it. A lot of people do so at auction. They say, well, that's a house. It's a freehold. Yeah, I'm going to buy that. But there could be problems with the with with the, the freehold title. It could be a defective title. There could be restrictions such as covenants that restrict the, the use or, or the access to the land. You could have that it could be landlocked. You might not have proper access to 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 the property. So there's all sorts of things that can can happen. There could be on contaminated land. Uh, there could be building issues as well, which is, is is not quite the freehold, but the building itself could be made of a construction that is is unmortgageable. Uh, certain concrete constructions are still unmortgageable and means that the property might have to be rebuilt. And there are still quite a few of these older style properties around mainly from the 50s and 60s and that sort of thing uh, often built by the council and people have to to virtually uh, rebuild and and not rebuild the whole building but they have to put a uh, um, a, a, a new brickwork fascia on on the building so that it 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 complies with mortgage rules they had a type of construction before which was concrete with steel inside that used to rust i think it might be weight construction but there, there are all sorts of constructions which are not mortgageable so you might see a property well that looks cheap that's, that's a really cheap property but you have to be be careful uh, there could also be plans to redevelop the area there could be plans for a motorway running behind your uh, you know so there are all sorts of things that you need to check out and and that's why you need a solicitor and this is why you you need to check the freehold title you need to check for any restrictive covenants you need to to search the local plan to see what's going on Uh, and and there might be works coming through the area which which could affect your property and the value of your property i mean people on the hs2 route now have have had to you know a lot of their properties have become uh, virtually worthless because they're not near enough to the 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 site to uh to to the rail site to be bought out uh but by the government to be compulsorily purchased 
but they're still near enough to, that nobody would want to buy it. So there's all sorts of things that can happen. And normally when you buy a property, you have a solicitor and the solicitor checks everything out for you. But a lot of people go to auctions and put their hand up at the auction and buy something and, and haven't done the proper checks or maybe have read the legal pack and, and scantily just gone over it. Oh yeah, that looks all right. And then they just buy it. You see people on that un homes under the hammer buying stuff just on spec and so well I went there and I tried to buy something else and I decided I didn't get that but I thought I'd buy, buy this one now and, and they just bid on it and buy it and and then they're stuck with it with a problem some of these are used, can be building problems which can be sorted out but a, a defective freehold title or something like that can be can be very difficult so so that's all pretty standard right I think you, you probably realize that you should use a solicitor if you're going to buy at auction make sure you, you you check out the legal pack in good time so that your solicitor can uh, have a look at that and, and make sure that you're not buying a duff property or a lemon however there, there are situations more recently where people are buying properties in good faith which then turn out to be difficult and, and certainly in some cases um, not unmortgageable but virtually unmortgageable has certainly proven difficult to sell and these are properties bought on new build estates where uh, builders are building quite large estates now I and mean, if you go out out you know out of like say Buckinghamshire in Aylesbury for instance there's huge estates going up there huge developments and these estates uh, have roads obviously you the, the builder will build roads going through them and normally the local authority would adopt those roads so they become part of the, the local authority roads but in some cases the local authority are not doing that and therefore the 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 developer still has uh, control of these roads and still has to maintain these roads so they will put on a, a charge to to everybody in in that estate to, to to upkeep the property and this has proved difficult for some people where uh, they, they think they're buying a free old house and they get the house and perhaps the, the mortgage is arranged through through, through the builder uh, on, on a sort of a block plan with Santander or the Halifax and they've all got their mortgages and all, they all feel fine. But in some cases, <coughs> it's proved difficult to sell the property on when the new lender realises that there's this rent charge and, and all sorts of restrictions on, on the estate. Now, I, I've had a property on a new estate which we didn't have this problem, but th th there were issues there and, and sometimes you need a management plan because this, this estate had mostly houses, but it had a couple of small blocks of flats and the, you, you could see that you, you needed management of the whole estate because it was getting a bit out of hand. And it's understandable that there should be some charge. But if you've got a rent charge, uh, some of these are quite uh, severe sort of charges. They can be quite high. And in some cases, uh, if homeowners fail to pay uh, their, their rent charge and fall up 40 days behind with their payments, on the law on estate rent charges allows developers or management companies to take possession of your property to ensure that they get their money back. Now, this is a bit like a leasehold. This is why, you know, if you don't pay your charges on a lease, you don't pay your ground rent and that sort of thing, in theory, your, your home could be repossessed. But you don't expect that with a freehold house. And, uh, you know, the However, the Home Builders Federation say that rent charges are the fairest way to make sure that communal areas are paid for and maintained. Well, that's one thing. But when it comes to sort of roads, I mean, if it's communal gardens and that sort of thing, it's one thing. But when it comes to uh, maintaining roads and that sort of thing, it can be quite uh, expensive. And then one couple that was, was uh, highlighted by the BBC, uh, a, a couple tried to sell their property. They bought the house in Oxfordshire back in 2016. 
and they were informed about a, a charge, a service charge, which they thought was fine. They, they'd lived in London before. They'd been used to service charges in flats. Um, but they, they, they were not told by their solicitor or the agents that what a rent charge actually means in terms of, of law. And a lot of people might not know this, this name, this term rent charge. Uh, so anyway, they, they come to sell it and then find that the, the new the, the buyer, the, the new lender for the buyer says, no, they're not going to give a mortgage on it because your, your, your property is unmortgageable. So suddenly they, they, they feel that their house is un, unsellable. Now, that may not be the case because just because one lender will not lend on a property doesn't mean that it's unmortgageable. Uh, that you can get a mortgage on virtually any property of, of some sort. Uh, it might cost more, it might be with uh, certain lenders, but obviously the lender that, that, that their buyer used may have been a bit fussy about this sort of thing. I mean, in general, banks and uh, can be a bit more fussy than uh, building societies on, on construction issues and, and, and properties and that sort of thing. When it comes to property, sometimes a traditional building society can be uh, a bit more flexible than, than a bank. Uh, like like a sort of a NatWest bank, they're they're particularly fussy on everything, and uh, whereas you you go, you go down to the Halifax and the Santander, yeah, you will, we'll give you a mortgage. So it doesn't mean it's actually unmortgageable, but these people have paid about two thousand five hundred in charges, uh, and there's another fifteen hundred uh, due, and uh, and they're hoping that they'll be able to sell their house. So what what I'm saying here is that you, you've got to be careful, and the Conveyance and Association are calling for uh, reform on this. And, uh, you know, it says we need the government to intervene, intervene to change the law as someone cannot effectively lose thousands of pounds because they forgot to pay, say, a £10 rent charge. Well, you know, I'm not sure that, that does happen, but it could happen. And the other things with these estates is that if you're buying leasehold properties, the, the, the ground rents, instead of being the old £25 and £50 and £100 a year, they can be £300 a year, £400 a year with quite regular increases. A lot of the old ground rent charges on, on leases would not go up until, say, 25 years. But some of these are going up every five to 10 years. And in fact, the government have told developers they've got to stop this because it, it is causing problems. And, and a lot of people have bought these new properties with the help to buy scheme because the help to buy scheme was mainly available for these new build properties. So, you know, it, it's not like they've had much choice. They've gone to a, a builder and said, yeah, we can do the help to buy. And this is the estate that's going up. The property is available. Normally you have like a big mass viewing and you put your name down and you, you've got 30 days to exchange so it's it can all be a bit rushed with, with these new build schemes and some sometimes people have got into a situation where you know they bought something that they're, they're not very happy with so if you're buying properties on a new build whether you're a developer or, or, or an investor or, or a first-time buyer or whatever just make sure that you understand what's going on with all these things like rent charges and any communal service charges because it, it, it can be a problem and if you want to get into property my suggestion is you, you learn about it before you just rush out and buy stuff um, I, I could put you onto some free courses where you can learn uh, a lot in in maybe a, a taste a day or a taste a weekend where you can get the basics of of most types of strategies which could be buy to let it could be hmo houses in multiple occupation it could be buy and, and refurbish and flip on to, to somebody else add value to the property and it could be strategies to buy a property using none of your own money so if, you, if you're interested in that drop me a line on on messenger on, on facebook or at charles at charles kelly.net so thanks for listening thanks for everyone who tuned in on uh 
on, on Facebook Live, Ronnie, Mike, David, Anthony, Solar. Uh, th thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate that. Appreciate your comments as well if you find this interesting. And if you're interested in learning about property and becoming a property investor, uh, just make sure you do it properly. And, uh, uh, you know, if you don't, can't go on a course, at least read a book or something, because it, it, it is very difficult. Don't just rush out to an auction and put your hand up, because uh, that, that is very, very dangerous. A lot of auction properties, in, in my own experience, and people might disagree with me, have got a, have got a problem. That's why they're in the auction, because the auction is is the ultimate what was the value of this property at the bottom end you know the bottom price of this property what what someone will be prepared to pay for it and that is the auction and you know if you can't sell your property on an open market through an agent you can generally stick it in the auction and you'll get it sold but at a at a low price and there's often problems with 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 properties at, at auctions um just like you know, a car, for instance, can go into an auction and have a problem. But with, with the property, you've got to be careful. And it's, and it's very much buyer beware. So they say, there's the legal pack. You've got to read it. You've got to do your own survey before the auction. You've got to make sure you've got the money because when you put your hand up and the hammer goes down, you've got to pay 10% there and then. And then you've got usually 28 days to complete. Otherwise, you'll be penalized and you could lose your deposit and be charged interest on the, the balance. So you've got to do a lot of preparation before an auction. I looked at an auction property uh, last weekend. To me, it didn't seem good value, but there were a lot of people there and somebody will probably bid on that and they'll have to spend a lot of money on it. And whether or not they'll get value out of it, I don't, I don't think so. This, this particular problem, property had a problem because there was an old shop there which has been and, and what they've done is converted the property into a flat downstairs and a flat upstairs. But one of the flats overhangs the shop, which has been sort of cordoned off with this wooden partition. And you can always put your fist through the, the wall of that, that into the shop and the shop's closed off anyway. So, you know, if it was if you were buying the whole lot as a freehold with this with the shop and the two flats, that's fine. But for some reason, they've held back on the shop. So it, it's it's going to be a difficult one. What are they going to do with that shop? You've got a, a flat overhanging the shop with a with a wooden kind of partition between the shop. It's not even a proper wall. And who knows what that shop will become? It could become a fast food takeaway, uh, which means that you, you might have difficult with insurance. You certainly have difficult difficulty getting a mortgage on 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 that type of property above on a flat above a fast food shop you'll get a mortgage somewhere but it would be difficult um also the, the the property i don't think has been uh divided into flats by by any proper standards i don't know what the leases are like i don't know whether it's been building controls there so you've got to look at all these things before before you bid on anything uh you, you've got to be uh, very very careful there so whether people will get good value at the auction on, on that particular property i i don't know so i mean i, I looked at, to give another example i looked at a uh, a shop with, with which also had flats uh, a few couple of months ago in in uh, in Hertfordshire and that looked a great deal I thought yeah this is really good uh, I knew the agent he said come around and see this I think you'll like it I said yeah I like it but when I did a search instead of waiting for the solicitors what I did was just did a land registry search on the property I found that the, the back garden because uh, the shop premise, well, there was a flat at the back and then you come out into this garden at the back, which is all hemmed in by walls from other properties. But for some reason, they've kept the back garden separate. So the back garden is not included in the shop. And there's a back door with a, with an alleyway and, and into the 
the flat that's at the back of the shop and that goes into the back garden and you haven't got access right to it. So I, I could see from the plan, I said to the solicitor, well, this doesn't look right. The, the back, the, the, the garden's not, not included in the property and there's no access rights of what I could see because it was, it was in red. And he said, yeah, you're right. Don't touch it with a barge pole. Um, it looks cheap on paper, but, it, but it's not really because they're really um, selling you something that's not worth what you're paying for it because they've kept the, the part of the property, which is, is the garden, uh, so I mean you can't extend there but not only that I mean what would they do with the garden anyway it's landlocked uh, maybe they're going to build something there in the future without without your permission because you haven't even got access rights to, to to the flat at the back of the shop so what I'm saying is just be careful because freehold is freehold but it doesn't always mean it's 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 uh, a good freehold you know there can be problems with a freehold and some freeholds uh, can be less than the paper they're written on so just take care and as i said learn about property before you invest in it give me a shout on charles at charleskelly.net or on facebook messenger if you're on facebook now and we'll put you onto a free taster day to learn about property and learn how you can get into property using none of your own money so thanks for listening and bye for now thank you for listening to money tips for more tips and information visit moneytipsdaily.com the information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 